Oh my God, this is a genuine, this is my control alt delete moment, I think. I was in an elevator, we were coming back from karaoke. I was in an elevator and there was these like three girls and they were singing, so I started singing with them. They're like, okay, Clay Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> what a deep cut of a reference. I, oh my goodness. I was like, why? Oh, I was dying. Okay, well, that's oh, my yeah. cue to go to bed. Welcome back to another episode of On the Porch with Front Porch Music. I'm Logan. And I'm Jenna. And this week, we got to talk to one of our buddies we've been hanging out with for a couple years now. We Things got out of hand a few times. We were laughing. And uh, the swear jar this week got used quite a bit. It did. But Graham was like immediately like, oop, oops, like willing to cough. I mean, once so. he found out it was for charity, he just let them slide. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. He has a brand new single coming out this Friday. It's called Toughest Act to Follow. We talked a little bit about that and his previous singles. Um, Graham is a songwriter at heart. He's also a musical theater uh, actor at heart. And we just love him. We had a great conversation. So here's our chat with Graham Scott Fleming. So we have Graham Scott Fleming with us. Hello, Graham. Hello. <laughs> What's up, gang? Hello. And he's What's joining I? us from sunny LA right now. Can you tell by the glow? <laughs> glow or burn? I don't know. It's a burn. I have so much aloe vera on my body right now. <laughs> the glow is just va- aloe vera. Yeah, it's the actual lack of lighting. If you turn the light on, it's just red like a tomato. <laughs> I will say this every single day. If you are not using SPF, it is your own fault when you shrivel up. Okay, but I do. Yeah, that's um, how, how this happens. Yeah, it's precisely. What is that? The the grocery bags under my face. Oh, that's just, yeah. Grocery <laughs> bags. Oh, God, these, I have them. They're so bad. If I can look this way, woof. That's why I always keep my chin up. <laughs> woof. Woof. <laughs> Oh gosh. I don't even have bags. I had ten and a half. That's bags. because you're so young. I'm so young. I'm perfect. I'm a porcelain doll. My and you have a filter on your camera. Oh. I don't have a filter. It's not. It's the natural filter on the ca- the camera quality mm. of my laptop. Wow. Please give me that don't for talk. real life. I just want to walk in front, like with a big filter just in front of my face as I'm walking the streets. <laughs> I'd be more beautiful. I have a pimple. I have a pimple over here somewhere, and you just can't see it right now. And I can't turn that off. It's just the camera. Well, it's good. It looks good. You look good. I you look, look great. I look great. Yeah. I look great. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Substantial conversation. Well, yeah. thanks for joining us, Graham. That's it for the show. <laughs> it's been so fun. Thank you, guys. I'm gonna go bathe in aloe vera now. <laughs> All right. Well, Graham, it has been a wild couple years for you. Mm-hmm. So let's like take us back to kind of, I mean, not all the way to the beginning, but like a couple years ago, you released some music into the world. Um, tell us about that first, uh, that first release a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, as everyone says, it was a weird time for everybody. COVID, what the hell are we going to do? Um, and, but I think the blessing in disguise was that it really gave us time to, you know, sit down and think about our emotions, our feelings, what we're going through. And being a songwriter, I think it's cool that we, you know, can put that together into art that other people, you know, something want 
some something that other people want to say but aren't songwriters and they don't know how i love doing that connection so i'm a sad boy and i started writing some sad boy tunes and one of those was deja vu i think that was the first time we talked right mm. yeah released deja vu completely alone um i mean i had my band and and my besties with me but um didn't really know what i was doing just knew i wanted to release it and uh i got it out and it was just nice to have something for so long i've been playing a character it was nice to have something that was me a piece of me being out there so um yeah from there i kept meeting some incredible people like danny strong who has been just an absolute beauty of a mentor to me met you guys and i think i just kept meeting the right people and stumbling into the right path and now years later we're here and i'm chatting with you guys so it's crazy it's fun i would love to go back one second to back to like the playing a character yeah to like putting your own stuff out to, were there like barriers you had to jump over and hoops to go through to be like cool with sharing your actual self and not playing a character yeah that's a good question um it's it is weird it's much more vulnerable i can go and like cry on stage playing someone else you know living that truth but when it's you and something that you've actually personally been through and you know when you write the song it feels good because you're getting that out but when you release it realizing other people are hearing that it's a scary feeling you know people are either gonna like it or not and that's fine that's why you know music is so amazing because we can all have a different view of it but yeah it was it it was a moment that i was like do we do this do we release this stuff do i tell this story because i really haven't before and i was like screw it let's do it there's someone else out there who you know has gone through similar stuff and i i think that you know it's important to share your craft and find where you're supposed to be and i think this is where i'm supposed to be so i'm uh, happy releasing it sorry for the long-winded response no 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 <clears throat> all good i think um for those who don't know graham necessarily he does have a is it is it a past life now in musical theater and broadway and or is it still like I don't think musical, I don't think like theater ever gets out of anyone's life. Like I grew up in, in yeah. theater and it never it never leaves you. Like it's 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 incredible. Like it's such a it's two different worlds, like theater and music. And unfortunately I've had to put it on the back burner because I'm just focusing on the music. But like you just said, like it never leaves you. I still watch musical theater clips all the time and I still sing those songs. But I think it makes me a stronger performer in the country world having that theater background too. So uh, yeah, I don't. I think eventually I'd like to go back and do something, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what's your like? I was so sly about that. What, what's your dream role? Ooh. Um. Troy Bolton in High School Musical, right? <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom. It was actually between me and Zac Efron originally. So. That's kind of what I thought. Um, yeah. yeah, they just didn't want the guy to be too attractive on the screen, so they went with him. It's um, true. You know what everyone says about Zach Efron? He's just not yeah. he's just not quite attractive enough. Average. <laughs> average. Um my, I think playing Charlie was definitely a dream role. That character just has so much emotion and this arc is wild and the story itself was And that was in Kinky Boots, right? Yeah, yeah. The story itself kind of changed my life too. Um with me and my family and like my town where I'm from. Um it's not necessarily a story that people from our little town would read up on, but 
they all came and I think it just holds such a special place in my heart playing that role. So I would do it over and over again. I've done it four times now. So bring it on, Jerry Mitchell. If you're listening <laughs> to this, do it again. Do it again. I still think you should break <laughs> out the, those giant kinky boots uh, for for like a, a show. <laughs> I, I got them. So maybe, That'd be so maybe funny. you guys got to try them. Next time I see you guys, I'm going to bring them for you to put on. Do we want me to break my neck? Probably for content. No, we'll go right up. No, no. To, we'll, we'll put like, pillows around. That will go all the way up to like my thighs. Yeah, they are the size, size of Jenna. I'm half your height. They definitely they go to my thighs. <laughs> oh my gosh. We, we'd have to roll them down for you, Jenna. They're, they're literal full pants for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just pant boots. Pant boots. That's so funny. Well, getting oh, back gosh. to the music though. So you released Deja Vu. And then mm-hmm. uh, it gets some pretty decent traction uh, in terms of like getting your name out there into the, at least the scene in Ontario. Um, and then of course, across the country as well. But then Better Man came next, correct? No. Uh, hi- highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highlight first and then Better Man, yeah. Yeah. And then fast forwarding, then I guess to Better Man, that's the one that really kind of broke you out into the scene across the country. Yeah. And it's so it's so funny because... I had another song in place of that when I went to do record the five songs and I wrote that the night before we went to the studio, just getting my feelings out. You know, it was a, it was a journal entry as I've always said, but I went into the studio, or I sent it to the boys and I was like, we have to do this one tomorrow. They're like, we've already done pre-pro. And I was like, yeah, but this, this one, we got to do it. And we made up the music on the spot in the studio, which was wild. Wow. And we all were vibing with it. And I sent it to Danny and she was like, that's your song. And, and yeah, then it came out and I really truly was not expecting the reaction or the features for radio and the support that I got on it. It was just absolutely wild. And that was probably my most vulnerable song. So speaking back to that, it's like, yeah, I was going through a really dark time when that was in my mind. But the fact that and we again can... when that song came out even, right? Oh yeah. The worst time ever. Yes. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Um but but it's also again it's like healing for me it's like therapy the song so it's like it's a reminder of you know how crappy that was and the position i was in not to go towards those positions anymore um but yeah the the action it got and the people i got to meet from it and then the signing and all that it's like i still am living in a dream and i don't want to wake up kind of thing but uh yeah better man why do you think people why do you think people like connected with that song so much? I think it's, I think it's cause it's very relatable in a sense that we've all been in that spot in one way or another, whether it's been through a relationship or family or whatever, we've all, all been in that spot where we just are not seeing the light. <laughs> we're not seeing, you know, the moment, but it's something that we're also scared to talk about and get as deep with with our friends, with our family, we don't really talk about, you know, mental health and mm-hmm. where we are. We always just say we're fine. We're okay. And I think stating that in a song and also giving it, you know, a voice, you know, with the chorus, letting it soar. I think that it allowed people to, you know, open up for me. It allowed me to just like open the openly let those feelings fly. And I think if you hear it yourself and you're feeling in a similar way, it's something you can, you know, belt out and, feel as well but i don't know it, everyone's been so kind about it so it's it's an awesome like reward 
I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a song that's super relatable. And it, I, I think the vulnerability really comes through in this song that really the listener can also really feel the vulnerability. And I think that's why people really reacted to it because they can feel that through your your voice. Oh, I appreciate that. It was also fun doing the music video to kind of show, you know, the after me and the before me mm-hmm. and, and trying to show people that, you know, it's okay to be in... This, I keep trying to like hide the swear. <laughs> oh. We have a we have a virtual swear jar here. So like at the end of the at the end That's of the se- it, because of Jenna. Um, okay. So anytime someone says fuck shit whatever, like we're just gonna at the end of the year donate a bunch of money to some charity and uh, it's okay. it's our virtual uh, tip or not tip jar <laughs> swear jar. I love fuck that. Away. Fuck away. Fuck <laughs> away. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, I think what I, like what I was saying. Sorry about the music video is like to show like the shitty part, you know, where you're, where you are in that position to the good side and show that throughout the whole thing and the journey it takes to get there. But also to just show people that, you know, it's okay to feel that way, but there is light and you just got to go through that process. You know, we don't learn, we don't learn how to move on by just having an easy life, having a struggle and working your way through it. That is so important. makes you a stronger person in the end. So I really wanted to showcase that in the video and, I think it came, I mean, AJ is just brilliant. So me and him just worked together to make that happen. And uh, I think it came out pretty great. In summary, getting the shit kicked out of you builds personality. Amen. That's it. <laughs> Control alt delete everything I just said and just make that, <laughs> I'll move my mouth and you talk. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's too, that's not fun. <laughs> what? Nothing. You're just cute. I try. It is what it is. Stop um, it. Her head about... doesn't need to be any bigger. <laughs> the shade coming through the screen right now. The shade room. It's perfect. Shade room. Stop it. Stop it. I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Uh oh. My bad. Literally, my bad. Oopsies. Whatever. It's fun. Oh, I want to talk about the fun. Let's talk about a fun song. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in the emotional hole now. Let's pick this shit yeah, up. Yeah, let's, uh, you're in LA. The sun is shining. Not that you get to be outside right now, but let's talk about Life of the After Party. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. It was just like a change of pace, you know? Well, I needed that. And that's yeah. why that's why I called Lydia and um, Robin. And I was like, guys, I'm we're, we're all good with the sad songs. Let's write something like Upbeat. I need a summer Upbeat song to like... Again, get me out of this spot. Well, we all also needed it too from like just the world, the world state that God, the state that the world was in. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, And we just, yeah, we were like, let's write a fun song about, I can't tell you exactly what it's about, but I can tell you that it's just a fun, sexy time song. (laughs) (laughs) So cryptic, you started this today. (laughs) (laughs) No, but with the, with the with when I say I can't say it, it's because the music video really describes what's going on. But you have to watch the music video a couple times to see. Oh, I think we had this conversation. Yeah. Like I watched it, I watched it. And you I'm got like, a new guitar, the and you were like, "That's what you picked up from that." I was like, "Jenna." <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun, but yeah, I love I love leaving. I'm not trying to be Taylor Swift, but I just like having fun with these videos. And there's a lot in Better Man too that people still haven't got, but. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's certain things on the ground. There's you know, 
little moments. I, I don't like telling you, but I like when people reach out and they're like, oh, I found it. I know why. Love it. But hmm. yeah. So okay. you have to go watch. Gonna. Why have you done this to me again? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you got a new t-shirt. I know it. Another new guitar. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a fresh haircut for that one? I did. I did. You caught yeah. it. That was the Easter egg, the fresh haircut. Okay, great. I'm not going back. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> Moving forward. I wanna I wanna know about like so we we kind of first talked, I forget when you and I first talked, but like we you like were it felt like you were gradually joining kind of like the Ontario Canadian country music world. And then at the CMAOs, you were just like everywhere and everybody knows Graham and everybody loves Graham. So like how did you like where did you kind of start and like build out your humans? Um, I don't, I mean, I've, I've worked with the boys. I don't work with the agenda since 2016. They were my original band. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went into acting, you know, came back, but I actually just went to see them do, I think it's Nicole Ray show, the, uh, the Harmonia Fest. I went to see that and cause they were there. And then I met Dave Woods and he was doing the live rounds, mm -hmm. um, and Emily reached out to him and asked me to get into that. That was like the first, that was my first time playing as a country artist here in Ontario. Mm -hmm. um, I've always played in New York and stuff, but um, yeah. And from there, I just like, I was like, oh, this is cool. And not only is it cool to play, the family is really cool. Everyone is so supportive and I really was not mm -hmm. expecting that. Um, and everyone kind of kept reaching out a hand and I just kept grabbing it. And, you know, it's okay to ask for help and people were helping and I went for that. Um, so yeah, then maybe also at the awards, I, you know, bought a lot of people tequila shots and that also helped me, um, talk to people. <laughs> we got to go talk Alcohol. to this guy. He's buying people tequila. So let's go talk to him. Okay. It was, it was so fun though. And, and like I just said, like everyone's a family meeting you guys. It's like, I felt like we've been family for years. <laughs> um, and that's just the way the whole country scene feels and i don't know i just kind of quickly got immersed into it and i'm so thankful and it's awesome i get to drink tequila with people who like country music i've lived in big cities for too long now where people aren't loving country music and i'm like ah, but wait let me send you this song or this song and they're like oh that's cool mm -hmm. so just to be with country people that i don't have to explain that to it's nice i honestly did that when i i got a new day job and the CEO was like, I looked you up. Like, what are you doing in the country music industry? And I was like, what do you want to know? <laughs> what have you heard? And he's like, do you, he's like I, yeah. really don't, I really don't like country music, but like, do you have any good recommendations? I'm like, that sets me up so piss poorly. Like, I'm not going to give you anything. And I was still in my interviews. So I was like, of course, I'll send you something. So I sent him And you're like, Graham Scott Fleming, better man. <laughs> okay, I, did, I didn't send any Canadian music to him. That's Jenna. So I was like, okay. So You're incriminating like, yourself like, here. Supporter of, Sorry. Supporter of Canadian country music. Okay. Don't we? you know you, don't get. you know we're with Front Porch Music? Jesus. Okay. Talking so, to a Canadian artist. So I sent him a very particular <laughs> like sub genre that I knew he would like vibe with. That wasn't like super, you know, like, it wasn't like hillbilly country. We weren't singing about tractors. <laughs> it was super vibey. And he's like, I love this. And I was like, right. So now we have this music channel in our 
company chat and every time somebody releases new music i always just send it to everybody I'm like hey this is oh, my I friend love like, that. so i still got your backs but <laughs> okay. baby steps okay baby steps took a while yeah no kidding oh my God. <laughs> this <is tough> <laughs> fake fan <laughs> fake fan <laughs> fake news fake jenna fake fan whatever whenever your new song's coming out i'm not sharing it with the whole company that i work for ah, okay, bob saget <laughs> damn Maybe that's the title of this. Just Bob Saget. This whole interview is just Bob, Bob Saget. You know what? I was in that will be the, when that was like title. trending. Bob, Bob Saget. Saget by Graham's Cup Honey. Uh, about him? Sure. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Tourette's Guy? Do you know where that's from? Mm-hmm. Seen what? Tourette's Guy. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says yeah. he's like, Bob Saget. <laughs> Graham, what are your thoughts on like laugh tracks and um, sitcoms? You're I setting like me up here, Jonas. Uh oh. I'm setting myself up really because I have the unpopular opinion. I like sitcoms. I don't care for laugh tracks. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little cheesy sometimes. Depends though. Sometimes it actually makes me laugh because I think laughs are so contagious. So then when I hear a good one, I like start laughing and then. I don't know what I'm laughing at anymore. Yeah. Like I need a sound, a, a laugh track. I need someone to tell me when to laugh. Um, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but like, I love a sitcom. I don't care what the sitcom is. I'm going to love it. If there's a soundtrack, I'm there for it. Soundtrack. A laugh track. Do they, I'm there do for they it. still do that? I don't. Yep. Oh. <laughs> no way. You know what show? No like, way. Is it Modern Family? That's a sitcom? Yeah. Well, technically it's a sitcom, have, yeah, mm. but they don't have a laugh like track. They have. They don't? Okay. That's a d- Why is the camera shaking in the 21st century on these, like, sitcoms? I'm so confused. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, that's- I think they're trying to make it look like real yeah, life. Yeah, like a document. I don't care like a, d- like a real housewives kind of thing. I exactly. It. I hate laugh tracks. Yeah. I only recently gained <laughs> any form of respect for friends because... Those weren't laugh tracks. Those are real. Those are real laughs. I, oh, yeah, I learned yeah, 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 they yeah. would redo a scene and rewrite scenes until they were funny enough for the for the crowd to be laughing at them. And I was like, fine. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I at least you know it's genuine. Yeah. Or or just the audience was so sick of it at that point, they just laughed like, their asses off. <laughs> we, we, we've been here eight hours. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's probably it. That's funny. See, that's funny. I've always wanted to go, go to like a sitcom taping, but then I've heard stories that they can go on for like eight or nine hours. And I'm like, I, I, yeah. my bladder can't. <laughs> so back to back to your music. Uh, so we yeah. had uh, Life oh. of the After Party. Um, <laughs> I play music. What? Who? <laughs> Graham who? What? <laughs> oh no, my dog is taking uh. my, my earbuds. Come back. <laughs> this is going soft sideways. We're, we're a mess. We're a mess. I got them back. Okay. But yeah, after the after part, after life of the after party. You got it right. I, I sorta. Um, we have some days, which I think is Rascal Flats, as. I, I loved that song so much. So do I. <sighs> is that yeah, the one that I you is, is that the one that you sang at the showcase at the CCMAs? I can't remember. Mm. Uh, no. CCMAs, I sang Life Day After Party, Make It Up As We Drank. And I sang uh, one that I had. It was just, uh, I haven't released it or gotcha. recorded it. It was just a new one. I like Yeah, I think I named it. I think I have a recording of you singing Some Days at the Moonshine. 
the moonshine. Yeah, maybe. I love that song. It's like it, that's one of those songs that, that's like a passion one. It's obviously a true story. Found it out. I like found out some information, and instead of just like breaking down, I just like went to my guitar, wrote a song, and it ended up being like one of my favorites. Um, and it's like one of my favorites to sing to because I love being emotional on the stage. And I mean, sometimes it's too much. You almost saw me cry at the showcase. That was hard, but. Uh, yeah, it's just fun. The band loves it. We all groove. And again, I think it's one of those things that people can relate to. It's just such a simple concept. It's, there's not, it's not like wordy. It's not, you know, too deep. It's just straight to the point. Sometimes that's all that needs to be said. And fuck you, person who made me write that. <laughs> Period. Period. Money jar. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual jar. Worth that one. <laughs> one dollar. <laughs> Yeah. No, I really, I really like that one. It, I think that's like one thing that I think we've been, uh, I'm just going to go out with a hot take maybe, struggling for the last couple of years with music is shoving these really metaphorical ideas into as many words as possible, into a short amount of time as possible, and people aren't catching on because it either starts... It's hard. It's, it doesn't make sense sometimes, or like... You're busy trying to catch the words. You're not listening to the actual song. And it's just so, just too much going on. So I think I agree with you. Songs like that gets back to that sweet spot. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I agree. I even like doing now a lot of co-writing. It's sometimes when I'm in the room, I like shut down a bit because I see people trying to be so deep and like try to say something that hasn't been said before. So like they have to change it so deep. And I'm like, no. In my head, like, as long as the song flows, it gets the point out, and it's just dialogue, the audience is going to pick that up more. Audiences, when they come to concerts, just want to sing along. You know what I mean? They want to be able to, like, exactly what you said. They just want to hear it. They want to sing it. They want to belt it. And, and you know, like, for listening rooms and stuff, those songs are great. It's perfect. I love that. Um, but when they're, like, concert songs and, like, radio songs, you just want something that's, like, it still has those meanings, but it doesn't have to be so... Complex. Deep. Complex. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I agree with you. I think that I'm just dissecting a little bit. I've been dissecting this for like five months because um, I've been listening. Wow. To, I've been listening to Prime Country on Sirius XM, and it's like 70s, 80s, 90s, and I'm like, what about this? Is something that we still like to listen to, and sometimes the song is five fucking minutes long, but you know mm -hmm. every word, and you don't like get distracted halfway through. And I'm like, yeah. what's, what is that? And it's like the words, like a George Strait song from the 80s is like, you know, every single word and you're screaming along or it's maybe it's just me. It's not just me, but like, it's so simple. You're t like, yes. the story makes sense, you know? Well, nowadays mm -hmm. we're competing for people's like short time, short attention spans. Like, especially with radio when, you know, you don't, yes. like in radio, the, what kills radio is someone changing changing the, the channel so like if you, if there's a five minute song that not that people aren't connecting with fully they're gone they're tuned out so you need so songs to keep the station flowing to keep things going and to like go from this to that to this to that and it has to always kind of sound mm -hmm. good together and like i think the change in the industry has come largely from people's attention spans i mean i have the worst attention span it's a tiktok world it's a tiktok yeah. world now but you can it have used a, to be a YouTube world. You can have a fifteen. Sorry. You can have a, 
I'm not 15. That's a little excessive. TikTok videos are getting long again, too, though. There's, like, six-minute videos on TikTok, and I'm like... But have you ever sat and watched a full one? No. Why are we doing that? That's why, like, I used to... I've been... I'm, I'm not going to say my YouTube channel from back in the day, but it's still up there, and... On the way. There, like, I used to do that all the time, like, record a whole cover of a song and put it on when I was a baby. And uh, now, I, like, if I'm recording a cover for TikTok or something, I just do a verse mm. and a chorus. Because people sometimes won't even make it to the chorus. Sometimes you just gotta do a chorus and I'm like, it's just taking the art out of it. Gotta leave people wanting more. Yeah. So, I don't know. Inter- interesting observation, but, Jenna. Sorry. Yeah. That's a lot more sarcastic. So you really needed to get that. <laughs> you needed to get that out for the past five months. Literally, I think about it all the time. I think about it all the time. I have a playlist of songs that I'm like, this is still and like sonically appealing the story is still appealing but this song sounds like shit because it was produced in 1994 so like what about it is good i'm just right being a nerd that's so true i never even like thought about that like why we all love the old stuff so much and why we're trying to change it so much i don't get there's different ways to say words but we don't have to make it complex like you said (laughs) it's just like changing up the sound changing up how you want to you know be perceived as an artist it's like you don't have to write a freaking poem or whatever to make the song work. Yeah. My, my best friend's dad puts it best. Why use more words when less do trick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> less do trick. Dude, that's funny, actually. That is funny. That took me a second. I'm a little dumb. It's the song. It took me a sec, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, I don't think she finished this. <laughs> she did. That's funny. Um, yeah, that's funny. Even in the studio, like even for my songs, like Al, when I'm recording with Al Rowe, who does my mixing and stuff, he's like, let's just take out this word, this word, this word, let's just clean it up. And I'm like, well, right. In my head, I'm like, oh, sometimes you get so attached to the words you write, even if it is the or like but or and. And it like took me a second to realize, oh, yeah, he's just making it sound cleaner so people hear the words better and can understand it better. But yeah. It's, it becomes a lot sometimes. So, Graham, when you're going into like a writing session, where does where's the starting point for you? Like, is is it kind of different every time, or like, does it start with a journal entry, or does it start with a melody? Does it start with like a, a title? Yeah, it depends. I mean, start with a broken heart. <laughs> well, that's step one. Starts with someone <laughs> fucking you over, and then you just go and write about it. Um, um, yeah. Uh, no, it's. I feel like it's. I. I I feel different when I write, because I, I usually write alone. Or I, you know, I feel like I get the most vulnerable songs when I write alone. But I start from the top to the bottom. I have like an idea of where I want to go, but it just kind of rolls out. Whereas when I go to Nashville, people all have like their phones out and they have all these titles that they want to write about, which is so cool because it's a different way than I would have ever thought to do something. And you know, sometimes I'll walk in with like, I want to write a song about my dad or you know my family or my ex and they have a perfect title for it. So sometimes it's collaborative that way. Um, but most of the times I just come in, like my latest trip, I just got back from Nashville and I had like seven ideas that I wanted to write about. And some I had titles for and some I just had the idea. Um, but yeah, I think that's what's cool about songwriting is it's all very different and I'm learning how to collaborate better as well when I'm in these writing rooms. Um, Cause they can say things that I would have never thought to say, you know what I mean? Um, and now that inspires me to come back and write in that way as well. Um, so, uh, long answer short, 
it's uh i mean long answer long am i okay yeah i, I don't know uh, are you <clears throat> well i don't know maybe having sunstroke but <laughs> uh, no it's fun yeah it's all different for me i'm, I'm learning I, I used to just go from vibe but do you remember your first co-write jason jason mccoy cool Are you scared you terrified scared? i'm pretty sure i didn't say a word i'm pretty sure he wrote the whole song yeah your first first co-write is with like a canadian icon <laughs> well he okay long story short for that he was the drummer in a band for my parents wedding when they got married <laughs> And, and then he became Jason McCoy famous and he was on the radio show. I'm pretty sure like kicks one Oh six doing an interview. Yeah. My dad yeah. call, heard and called in and was like, were you a drummer on this, at this event? Blah, blah, blah. blah. He's like, yeah. He's like, you played at my wedding. And then they became, I don't know, buds and my dad wired his house. And I'm pretty sure my dad, <laughs> dad, like gave him, I don't know, some sort of, he's probably like, I won't charge you for this. If you write a song with my son. And I remember the first time Jason called me, I was like, Hi. <laughs> and we wrote a song it was i actually recorded it. it was on my last ep but um yeah it was pretty wild we've done one since then but that was my first and terrifying and i still get terrified but did you participate the second time i yeah i like yeah <laughs> it's weird because with certain people you feel more comfortable and the more you write with certain people too you obviously open up like lydia sutherland is a juggernaut in the writing world and now i'm so comfortable with her i will spew out like a feeling and she's like oh yeah <laughs> and just like write a song but yeah i'm get, I'm definitely getting more comfortable with being vulnerable with these people that's their jobs as songwriters so there's nothing to be scared of and i'm trying to tell myself that they're here to just make the best song for me or with me um and yeah it's a scary thought but it's a cool process yeah the the process to me just seems very overwhelming like it's it, it's it is a lot especially for me as like i would i would call myself a songwriter but i'm not like lydia who can do four songs a day or you know mm -hmm. anyone in nashville who can do that um so this last trip to nashville i, I booked like two rights a day and at the end of my brain was just like exhausted oh yeah trying to think of so many words and how to say something over and over again is crazy but it is cool to think like you i went there with nothing and i came back with you know eight full tracks that i love so yeah wow. yeah it's cool i don't that's know where cool. that was going but. do you that's okay i don't remember songwriting did you did you contribute the second time? People who make you come. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> we got there. Oh my gosh. Oh. It's not even that late for any of us right now, and it's just like, what are we? No, it's happy hour right now. Agreed. I. Cheers. Cheers to nothing. Waters. Empty. <laughs> Empty water. Waters. Um, you want to talk about boots and hearts? And say no, and um, hanging out at boots and hearts last summer. Um yeah, it's yeah. fucking happening. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, Graham has been it's been announced that uh, with the Boots and Hearts lineup announcement, Graham is uh playing Boots and Hearts this year. On, <laughs> on that stage. Sunday? Saturday, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. On what stage? Is it the front porch stage? Yes. I mean I think so. <laughs> 
hope so because then I get to spend with you guys. Um, I actually can't be there that day. <laughs> this has been really fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're we're uh, we we have other engagements. Uh. Really cool, guys. Really cool. I'll be there every other day, though. Sure, I'll catch you at Keith Urban's set. You know. <laughs> we'll just, we'll um, yeah, it's so wild. So it's, cool. it's just down the street from, from, from your, from where you, you live. Yeah. yeah. It's a literally like a 30 minute drive from me. Um, and so it's going to be cool with a lot of hometown people coming. I mean, you saw when you came to the ranch show, my town just yeah. shows up and it's mm-hmm. the best in the whole world. I mean, Dana Reed too. She's from my little town. Yeah. So we share this like community of support that is just absolutely overwhelming and incredible. But it'll be so fun to be at Boots with everybody. And I, I'm like an earlier slot, so I, I can sing, get it done, and then enjoy the rest of the day with everyone. And it's going to be just, oh, I just got chills again. It's all around. Okay, it's all calm down. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, but yes. Um, <laughs> but, no. but no. But yes. So is it safe to say that this is kind of uh, like in the country world, this is kind of the biggest stage that you're, that you're going to be stepping on so far? Yeah, other than singing karaoke tracks at 25,000 people at Camping Fest. Um, <laughs> what? That was like, a two, that's what got me into it, 2011, I think. Oh, I right, with, that, with I, the radio I contest. Won that contest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I literally entirely forgot about this. Yeah. Great. I love that you know me so well. It's, it's, <laughs> so, it's been so sweet. You're not going to my show. Jenna, you, know, you care you're, about me. You're, uh, you're looking real you don't cool. You share here, my Jenna. music. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, at the CCMAs, the first year we met, you walked around with your arm around me saying, she is a great therapist. And I, people were like, you're a therapist? Like, no, I'm no, I'm not. Uh, so that's why, she, that's why she's a little salty here. Because like she has people calling her every day now. That is Grand so said. funny. Hourly rate? Well, because like, we, had, we had our like, first phone call and I literally just gushed all of my feelings to you. And I'm like, what am I doing? I can't do this. I think it's, I think it's, important to be able to feel vulnerable but you also have to learn when to snatch it back and sure. with, with you idea. i didn't have to so no. that was nice no, no. that's you why i said have, it feels like family with you guys you do have that effect on people jenna i don't know how but even with, even with me well because because she doesn't care about you she's just there <laughs> listening it's just what it is she doesn't share my that music. is the she most backhanded compliment show. i've ever heard <laughs> She listens she because she doesn't remember it. You know what I mean? She's just like, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that was so nice. No, Jenna, you're a very good listener. <sighs> she is. She. I, I was going through a shitty time then, and she literally. <laughs> I love that every time. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you did make that moment feel a little easier, and it's actually wild. Where I am in LA is where I was staying when I was talking to you last time at her house in oh. New York. Yeah. No way. Now she lives Full here. circle. Yeah, full circle moment. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Is it weird? <laughs> that was just, didn't what is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> not me slyly pouring, pouring a seltzer. Water? Yeah. <laughs> a seltzer, not even a no, water. No, a seltzer right? water. You're sunburnt. You should be hydrating. That's what water's for. I am. It says in here, My... it's bubbly water. No. Um, Have you tried caffeinated bubbly? You're in the U.S. of A. You should. What do you mean caffeinated? caffeinated? Isn't that just you know, like 
Oh, oh, like energy drink? Wait. It's almost like an energy drink. It's like bubbly water. Like my yeah, Buble. Yeah. Buble. Bubbly. Well, I'm saying him last but, night. But, but <laughs> what? I sang him last night. I sang him last night. Okay. Feeling good. My go-to. Um, anyway, sorry. So they have caffeinated bubbly in the USA. 35 milligrams of caffeine wow. in a little can of sparkling water, and it's life-changing. Well, we don't have it in Canada? No, we don't. Because usually that's all I drink is bubbly. Me too. So that would be nice. That means I could, that would be nice so I could cut out the friggin' Red Bulls I drink. Oof, I can't do a Red Bull. Oh, yep. I love me a good Red Bull. I can't even stand the smell of it. Me too. Oh. Also, What's it supposed to taste one. like? That would set Amazingly heaven, God sent water. <laughs> it does give water. you wings. It definitely does. I associate a Red Bull with cigarettes and my part-time job in university. That's not my nice. Would, my, I worked in a retail and my managers would buy Red Bull because I worked at Sports Check, so they have a little Red Bull counter at the front. They'd go buy a Red Bull, have a smoke break, and all you would smell was Red Bull and cigarettes on their breath. Oh, it's like it's like when people have bad coffee breath. I can't can't do it. It's so true. I would ra- I would rather a Red Bull breath than coffee breath. I'd rather toothpaste breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Breath. That's probably better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, toothpaste. Wow. Our conversations today. Yeah. Jason's loving this right now. Oh Honestly, man. Get a go to a go to a convenience store. Get a tall can of bubbly caffeinated. They'll change. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna take a picture and post it, and okay. tag you. Good. And then you can share my music with your coworkers. Correct. Questionable. Yeah. I'll do that, I guess. I guess. yeah. I'm not doing. You'll that. never know. You'll never I will know. never know. That's right. Well, Graham, we are <laughs> creeping up on the end of our time here. Um, <laughs> how wild is that? <laughs> uh, did, did we talk about anything about music? So, yeah, Just actually. cigarette smoke. Cigarette smokes, Red Bull, and uh, Bob Saget, <laughs> and Control-Alt-Delete. Uh, Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah. Um, That's it. You have a new song coming out. Yes! Why don't you tell us a bit about that? Tell, good God. Tell us a bit about that one. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm super excited about this one. Uh, What's it called? It's called Toughest Act to Follow. Never heard that one before. I have. You're about to, because I'll send it to you right (laughs) after this. Um, Yeah, I'm super friggin' excited. I feel like it's taken me a minute to find where I want my voice and what I want my sound to be. I mean, I love singing multiple genres, and I feel like I'm a blend of a bunch. but I feel like this song is actually the direction of exactly where I want to be. And it came at a really cool time. I was just in Nashville. Madeline Merlot came in the room. Vanessa Marie Carter was there with me and or it was our co-write. But what I really appreciated about Madeline was she dove deep into my music and my background. She knew I was an actor. And so she came in and she's like, I have the best title for you. She knew I was also going through that. And she's like, because um, I said I, what, what I wanted out of this was I wanted a, a powerful song that is not the sad sense of the breakup. It's like, no, fuck you. I'm the one that's going to, you know, I'm going to be the best that you ever had. Uh, so it's called Toughest Act to Follow. And she's like, when the lights go down and the curtains close, I'll be the toughest act to follow. I was like, yes, that is sick. Um, and so we just wrote it as like an uplifting song to myself to know that, you know, when sometimes things don't work out you're not always to blame, you know, there's two people in the relationship. And if you did all you could do and you know that, then you can walk away with a little bit of peace knowing, you know, 
There was nothing you could do. It was a them problem, not a you problem. And uh, that's how I take it now. So I'm taking a little bit of my power back rather than writing about drinking a bottle of alcohol and chugging a beer and doing kickstands and writing journals. Now this one's like, let's go, game time, let's move on. And the coolest part is it's like, I don't wanna give too much away, but it's like 80 synth with like lap steel guitar on top of it. It's a cool and vibe. Yeah, it's a cool vibe. I think it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited to get it out. And just the right was just so easy with them. And again, this is one of those moments where I was with people that I felt very comfortable with from the beginning. So it, it was just a song that came out um, really quickly with us. And now it's recorded. And I'm excited to have it out. Yeah. The worst part is, okay, you were there at the ranch. And this was an accident. <laughs> We closed, I was opening for Aaron Burchett, and we closed with that song. So I was singing, I'll be the toughest act to follow as the closer. <laughs> and then Aaron Burchett came on. Well. Yeah, I didn't realize it until someone told me. And I uh, I went so red in the face and then chugged the beer and then got over it. But well, I mean, that is I really didn't funny for, and ironic. I didn't stay for Aaron Burchett, so, you know. You're going to get me canceled by Aaron Pichet. <laughs> no, that was cool. I think he's okay. But he'll be fine. He can hold my beer while I <laughs> sing his set list. <laughs> hold my beer while I sing your set list. Wow. Cut it. I like it. No. That's going to get me canceled. <laughs> uh, well, Graham, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. It's been an absolute oh pleasure God, to get to know you a bit more into. Have you join us on yeah, the porch? Yeah, listen, it's a comfy porch up here. We got a swing. We got some <laughs> bubbly caffeinated water. We got a um, swear jar. We got a swear jar. We got sunburns. Mm-hmm. Sunscreen. We have sunscreen. Jenna has sunscreen. You have sunburns. <laughs> and you have a tooth gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Amazing. that's how easily I, I burn. Have no idea. <laughs> I love that. No, thank you guys for having me. I always love talking to you guys. Like I said a hundred times on this, it feels like family. And uh, I appreciate your guys' support. Anytime. Happy to help. Anytime. We'll see you soon on the porch. Thanks for listening to another episode of On the Porch with Front Porch Music. We're so lucky to be able to chat with artists and make episodes like this one. If you like the podcast, remember to rate and review us. And subscribe so you don't miss an episode. It's the easiest way to support the show. Remember to check out frontporchmusic.ca to keep up with new music releases, exclusive artist interviews, and more. We'll catch you again on the porch in a couple of weeks. On the Porch is hosted by Logan Miller and Jenna Weiser, and produced and edited by Jason Saunders. That's me. Our theme song was written, produced, and performed by Owen Rigland.